Welcome back to another episode of Keeping Tabs. Today, I interview the owners of the Inland Kava Bar here in Coeur d'Alene. Um, today, they tell us a little bit about kava and what they're doing. Um, it is a bar that has no alcohol and they serve kava, which we learn what kava is, what the purpose is, and all the great things that they're bringing to the Coeur d'Alene community. Welcome to Keeping Tabs. I'm Tab the Croc, and every Monday I talk to someone here in North Idaho, the goal to connect more people in the Coeur d'Alene area. And then every Friday I talk to someone outside the community to bring in a new perspective and to learn a little bit about yourself. Good morning, and I have special guests with me today. Um, I actually just went into their establishment not too long long ago. Um, it's Inland uh, Kava Bar. So they have a Kava Bar here in Coeur d'Alene, which is awesome. Um, I didn't know much about Kava until I actually went in and chatted with them. Um, it's really cool. Um, what I love about it is giving options to people that don't drink alcohol that still want to have a good time and enjoy that atmosphere. Um, so first of all, before we go into what that is, tell us a little bit about you guys. Uh, Nathan, tell us a little bit about your background, um, who you are and how you how do you came to Coeur d'Alene? Okay. I um, actually a bet. Um, I was born in Round Rock, which is just outside of Austin. Um, and I, uh, joined the coast guard. And so I moved around a lot, uh, mostly stationed in Miami. So I spent most of my tour, uh, in the Caribbean. It was a really tough landscape. Um, but, um, after that, I moved back to Round Rock where my, um, granddad had the, the fifth generation ranch there and kind of was helping him, um, as, life's twists and turns. I ended up in Chicago and went to school for accounting and business and then uh, kind of got really tired of the uh, snow up there. And so <laughs> I know this is, this, it's ironic. Yes, I know. Um, and so I was like, screw that. Let's go back to the ocean. So we went to Corpus Christi and uh, I was there. And then that was in like 2008, 2009. And it was just, it's an oil and gas town. And when all of that got shut down and a naval base got shut down. It was, I mean, devastating for that poor town, right? And so you just could not find any work. My sister was actually having a baby up here where she lived up here with her family. And I came up to visit her and it was just like so peaceful. It, I mean, it literally, Coeur d'Alene reminded me so much of how Round Rock was when I grew up, right? It was just like, wow. I mean, it's now a massive town and all that kind of stuff. But like, you know, before when I grew up, it was, you know, really kind of a cool town. And so I was like, man, I feel so much like at home in in North Idaho. I'm like, I swear I thought I was going to see a bunch of potato fields and stuff. I'm like, mountains, <laughs> what are you talking about? This is gorgeous, right? Which is probably the feeling most people have. Exactly. But um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, you know, it's funny because you set your expectations so low that it just even wows you even more than that, you know, kind of effect. Um, anyway, so I um, went back, I had a couple job interviews and I was like, okay, if they don't go through, then this is my sign to move to Coeur d'Alene. If they um, do go through, well, then great. I'll just stay there with the job. And uh, as soon as I got back, like a week later, all of them had kind of picked other people and whatnot. And so I was like, that's it. So I loaded up all my stuff and my dog and drove up here. And that's how I got started up in Coeur d'Alene. And then you guys met. So tell us a little bit about you, Gina, about how you 
how you came here and then you guys met actually in Coeur d'Alene area, right? Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a good story. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm actually from the Austin area as well. Um, we lived pretty much in the same area and grew up there, but didn't know each other. Um, so about eight, well, actually probably closer to 10 years ago, my family and I all decided we wanted to move up here. So my sister and her family moved first. Um, and then I moved up here about eight or so years ago and um, absolutely loved it. And then that's where we met. And it was kind of exciting because at the time there weren't a lot of people from Texas and we were like, oh my gosh, we're from the same area. Okay, this is neat. So, I was like, girl, you're from my neck of the woods. Yeah. I'm going to marry you. You don't even know it yet, but I'm going to marry you. <laughs> I love that. Those are, my yeah. Those are my favorite stories. You're like, wait a second. We're from yeah. the same place and we chose the same place. We must yeah. Be yeah. 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 That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, um, Nathan, tell us a little more about what is what is Kava? What is this stuff that you guys what is the the bar that you have? Yeah, sure. So I, I think I should start with um a little bit about my perspective pre-Kava um and all of those kinds of things and kind of show the the story that brought me because if you knew me 10 years ago to say in 10 years I'm going to own a kava bar I would have literally gave you every bit of money to prove you wrong on that like there's there's just no way I would have been like what I what I am today right however <clears throat> a few years ago um, about three or four now I had a couple spinal fusions so uh, two in my neck and one in my lower back and um, you know I just had a nightstand full of pharmaceuticals and I was just I mean, horrible, like just not feeling good, not really recovering. You know, I could do stuff one day, but then that would just kind of like kill me for like two days. And I would just be almost bedridden. Right. And it was just not sure if I was going to be able to bounce back. And so um, Gina, my lovely wife here is always uh, more open to um, holistic health. I, I did not really believe it was real. Um, and so, um, she, uh, wore me down and finally got me to try Kratom. And, and at this time, uh, I think it's fair to mention that this was like in 2016, where there was a lot of controversy about Kratom and we really didn't know that much, but we just knew the FDA was attacking it. And we knew that, uh, the DA was getting involved. And so when Congress got involved and kind of, kind of put a kibosh on all of this, um, and, and said they needed to do some research and actually find out what the science is before they start banning things. Um, <clears throat> I was kind of like, okay, wait a minute, maybe there's more to this than just that, because like if the Congress is getting involved in kind of stopping them, then like there's got to be something we don't know. So anyway, I ended up trying it. Um, and, I, you know, I just cannot tell you for once in, in like a year or more, I felt normal, like in a matter of 45 minutes. And, um, and, and before you knew it, like a month later, just doing a little bit of Kratom, kind of helping me get through the tough times. Um, you know, it was like 50% of my medication was gone. Like I was just, didn't need that anymore. Didn't need that. And, and I was able to start working out and I could move the next day. And it was just amazing how my body healed itself and recovered once I got rid of all of the pharmaceuticals. And I started looking at other options, of course, you know, diet and exercise, those are all extremely important as well. Um, and uh, so it really opened up my eyes and changed my point of view as to um, the, the reality that there are authentic 
um, natural products out there that are really designed to actually help us get through stuff, right? So um, that's what kind of led with that. So we ended up opening up a business. Um, I obviously knew how to open a business um, and everything because I've been running companies for like 20 years. So starting it and developing that. And she knew a lot about the Kratom suppliers and what was good stuff and bad stuff. And, you know, she deals with more of the politics stuff. I deal with more of the business side because uh, I don't really do really good with politics. I just, I'm more direct. So you so, can't do that in politics. You can't no, she's really good at navigating things uh, mm-hmm. that I just am not good at. So got to know your skills, right? Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> she kind of deals more with that, but um So we started a business, we started online, started realizing that, you know, even locally, there was no good supplies for holistic health items like Kratom. And um, so we ended up uh, like there was one point where we were uh, at two o'clock each day, like people would call in locally and be like, hey, do you have a location? I'm like, no, not really. Um, But, you know, I meet everybody at the Super One parking lot and I would like pull in there with everybody's packages and like everybody would pull up and come over and I would talk to them and explain things and hand them their stuff. And I'm like, how am I not like cops swarming at this moment? Yeah, you know? that but does not look like a drug deal at all. No, right? not at all. And I'm just like, man, we got to get a store before I end up in jail, yo. I'm not even doing anything wrong. So uh, we ended up getting a retail store in Post Falls. And at that time, I had, um, Gina again knows, knew about Kava, but I didn't really know that much about Kava, but I also had a buddy um, that um, played rugby um, and he actually on his team had a bunch of Samoans. And since Kava comes from that area, um, he was kind of told me about his story and experience with Kava and was like, dude, you should really try this. So he actually got some of his friends to give him some of the Kava. And so we kind of toyed around with it. I even actually at one point went around to like, uh, coffee shops and stuff and asked if like they would be interested in like you know brewing this and this kind of stuff and I would just supply them the kava and they all kind of turned me down and <laughs> it wasn't very accepted let's put it that way so I was like okay well, well I gave that's you it people when they don't know things they're instantly like nope 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 <laughs> exactly exactly so I was like okay we've got all of these products and if we could figure out how to create a social scene that people could try these things before buying them, you know what I mean? Like they could come in and have a drink and be like, okay, this really worked for me or no, it didn't. Um, I, I thought, well, that would work well with the retail side as well. Um, but, I, you know, as time went on, we ended up finding this this place that we're currently at right now. And it was a long renovation period and it was kind of a tough road. And, and we finally got open last December uh, 10th. Um, and, uh, you know, we really did our best to try to not have a preconception of what the community needed or what we really wanted it. We just knew that we wanted a alcohol-free, safe social social scene that um, was very relational. And the idea was is that people could actually sit around and talk and connect. And that was kind of more or less our mission. Um, and man, it, it has just really taken off. The community has really accepted it. Um, and, and a lot of it has to do with just how we have really worked hard at keeping the atmosphere and the energy positive and relational. And you, so many people find this as like their safe haven. Now it's, it's an amazing feeling to see that you're there for people. Yeah. And it is really great. When I walked in, it was, everyone was super friendly and it was wonderful. And I have a lot of friends that are alcohol free. They do not drink alcohol at all. 
but they, I mean, they do other things, but they, that is just one of their triggers and to find something else that they can still enjoy that atmosphere, listening to live music and have a, a margarita. So I went in and I had a margarita. So like, yeah. but it was, there was no alcohol, but it still gave you that, I would say more of a little bit of a caffeine high, but like, just like more, a little more fun. Yeah. Uh, Gina, tell us a little bit, what's the experience look like if someone walks in, they're brand new, they're, they're like, well, I want to try this out. What, what kind of experience do you give them? Like when they walked in, like, you know, how you, how you guys did for me? Yeah. So actually that's kind of a funny thing because <laughs> when people walk in it, you can tell when it's their first time. Cause they kind of open up the door. They take one step in, they look for any of the exits, like how quickly can I escape if I need to? And then they kind of look at you like, what do I expect? You know? Yeah. And, um, so, uh, it's, it's, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. No, it's fine. This stuff happens I all was the like time. Like trying to turn everything off, and I didn't think the. Phone. No, I had. I had um, it's fine. You're good. Okay. Um. Anyway, so so one of the big things that kind of I was like, well, how do we deal with that first impression? How do we come up with that? And so one of the things that just through lots of different things, uh, what I found was is a lot of what we're doing is educating too. Yeah. Um, and so how can I make that fun? How can I kind of play on that? uncomfortableness to kind of like call the elephant out in the room kind of like most people tend to be like oh thank god I wasn't sure if you're going to be super weird or what you know and so you know just being super welcoming and just like approaching them and just being like hey welcome your first time and so what we ended up doing is just creating a um we call it the ceremony right and so what we do is is we give them a little um low tie which we call a bula slam and so we make it and we do it with them and we, it gives us an opportunity to kind of explain what it is and set proper expectations. Um, and then after that, you're doing it right there with them. Um, the brew can be a little bit bitter or earthy. So we added a pineapple slice to it so that when you get done with it, you can bite the pineapple and it kind of kills the, the earthy taste. Then that is kind of like a tequila shot. So trying to find like all these little things that like people can associate with, but like we are converting it. Um, and then we get to tell them a little bit about the culture when we do that. Yeah. Which is like, tell us about the Bula, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, what, what that ceremony shot is. Yeah. So uh, the Bula slam is um, about four ounces of the raw brew in a wooden cup with a, with a pineapple slice. Um, and then um we always tell them, you know, Bula is a Fijian word meaning life or celebration. And so it's kind of, it's kind of used for a lot of different things, but, but cheers is one of those um, things that Bula is used for. Plus it's a little fun to say, right? So yeah, it's yeah. like Bula, mm -hmm. you know, so um, we do that normally by then they've kind of really just kind of relaxed a little bit and they just kind of have fun with it. Um, and then you take a big sip of it to kind of bring it down a little bit, but the sediment in this, brew is is really what you're after right the alkaloids are kind of heavier so they kind of drop to the bottom so it gives them an opportunity to understand that when they're drinking their drinks they want to make sure and keep it stirred and stuff like that so they're getting the most of their brew and then they drink the rest and then they bite the pineapple so then and then we kind of just say welcome to the kava family and things of that nature. And uh, then I, we explain the menu and we explained to them too, that that was the worst tasting drink we have, <laughs> <laughs> that it only gets better from there. When I tasted it, I was kind of like, it makes me think kind of like a matcha or like, you know, very, it is very, very earthy because it is the root of the plant. Correct. It is. Yes. Yeah. So and it, it is cool, but talk a little bit about your menu. Like your menu is fun. 
Okay, well, I'm going to let Gina talk about the menu because that's that's more her baby. I'm always like, no, we need five drinks that we really do good. And she's all, no, no, I, I want it. like, I want like bubbles to pop and you know, I want good dinner everywhere. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, well, like, like when you go, like you go to these really cool places and like, especially yeah. Vegas, their cocktails are so, it's like about an experience more than just like, oh, I just want this. Like, especially with what you guys have, like I, you're, I was like looking through the menu. I was like, there is some fun yeah. cocktails in here. Yeah. Cocktails. Yeah. Go ahead, baby. Tell, yeah. tell me about the menu. The menu. Yeah. We've got a variety of drinks for folks. You know, maybe they like sweet, maybe things that are a little bit more on that bitter side um or tart side but yeah we try to create a variety of things that um some imitate other cocktails that you might get like you said you have the margarita um there's a few others that are kind of in line like we've uh, got one called the crazy mary so it's kind of like a bloody mary just a little different um but yeah so people can still kind of get that feel like they're having you know their regular alcoholic beverage but you're getting something um you know not only much healthier but you know more fun too you don't have to worry about that hangover the next day or feeling bad after drinking it or forgetting what you say or do and so yeah we wanted to really just create a fun um different menu um we've got some drinks like um the orchata cava and so it's uh tastes a lot like the orchata the rice milk that you would get like at a mexican restaurant um we've got a few others from a uh, like a when we call the vanilla jean bean uh, we've got a birthday cake and we're now kind of jazzing them up with a little more whipped cream and sprinkles if you want so it's kind of stay with like the festive look um but yeah I think it's so, fair to mention a few of these uh, names of the drink because they they all kind of have a little something so I have a, a son from a previous marriage and and so um my son her name is Gina. And so he likes like me to come up with little nicknames and things like that. And so he calls her Jean Bean because she would call him Bean. And so he would start calling her Jean oh, that's, Bean. That's awesome. Yeah. I love so that. When we were making that drink and it was like vanilla and I was like, vanilla Jean Bean. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. So <laughs> a lot of these names like the Elvis, you know, one of his favorite thing was peanut butter and chocolate. And, um, you know, the crazy Mary, it was just kind of like, Let's do something fun. So I think a lot of it is we put a lot of effort, even so much detail to even the name of the drink. I love that. Well, and so I was going to also mention like when I took my first sip and it took a little bit, but then my like my lips kind of tongue yeah. got a little bit weird. I was yeah. like, what is happening? And numb. Yeah. You're like, what is going yeah. on? I'm so, to be honest, I'm so thankful that it does that even on your first drink because um, Kava has that reverse tolerance. So what that means is most things, they um, more or less, when you take them the first time, your body feels them the most because it's not used to it, right? And then you have to take more as time goes on to get, achieve that same well, effect. Well, same with alcohol, same with caffeine, same with <clears throat> all of the things. Exactly. So kava is one of those really rare things where it's actually the reversed way. So at first you feel less of it, but as you've drinking it over a period of time, it takes less and less to feel more and more of it. And so I would, I, it would be such a hard sell to be like, I know this looks like muddy water. I know it tastes like muddy water, but trust me after, you know, a hundred dollars of buying my drinks, you'll start to feel something. It sounds a little like snake oil. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, and you have to know that I'm so like against all the fabby stuff and this the what I call hippie voodoo and all that kind of stuff like I want people to know like that it's 
an authentic and genuine place that is really about doing the best we can to create something good for our community. Yeah. And so, and then like you're okay. So then your atmosphere, which I walked in and I was like, holy cow, this feels like a bar and that you have a stage. And then I follow you guys on social media. I haven't been on one of your music nights, but you guys bring in good music and like have that like warm, inviting atmosphere. Yeah. I think it even starts with like, um, the, the Papasan chairs. I thought they were fun. I kind of fought for those. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, I just, I don't know. I think there's a little kid in all of us that kind of just love Papasan chairs. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's the big round chairs that with a big pillow and you sit in it. So I thought it was unique and different. And then of course the leather couches, but I have to say, you know, Gina wanted to do murals and stuff on the wall. And I'm like, ah, bah, bah, bah. like, I just didn't get it. You know what I mean? And, and she's like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. Let's just do it. And it wasn't cheap, but you know, like putting the kava plant on the wall really kind of helps because in this ceremony, you can kind of point it's visualization for these people that like, isn't just me making up something, you know what I mean? It kind of gives a little credit to what we're saying. And and then the other side with all the different art, I think the people that really connect with that kind of stuff just kind of seem to connect and it just lowers anxiety right away. Completely. And I, I am, I am, when I travel, I go to someone's Instagram and I immediately see the vibe of their place. Cause I'm like, if the vibe's not good, I'm out. Like I can't have a good food be like, it was white walls or random stuff like that. When you walk in there, you have this beautiful stage. And then whoever was working had fireplaces on the TV. So you kind of felt like it was cozy. Yeah. And I was like, this is now, this is inviting and wonderful. And you're excited to try your guys' Kava or Creighton and like have that experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the better together on the green wall. Um, we kind of started a little bit with that because we wanted to add some earthy tones and some green to it. Um, but we ended up finding out that it actually helps with the, the bands because when they're playing it, the sound waves bounce off the other wall and then they would reverb if we didn't have something back there. And it ended up working that the, the, the grass that we put on the wall actually killed the sound so that it wouldn't reverb on them. But I, I, I think it's fun because, um, Gina had brought up the better together part and, um, that's something that actually was, um, you know, in our wedding, our chairs said better together on the back of our chairs. And so better together has always been kind of a thing for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so like being able to implement that into something that like, we call it the media wall, because that's where everybody goes to take pictures. And so kind of has like the name of it above. And, and so you're kind of being able to uh, kind of work that identification and that credibility in our community by just doing something like that. But yeah, better together is definitely a thing for us. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I absolutely, absolutely love that. And I love that you are tying in your guys's family into this because when you open a business, it's not just a business, it's yeah. a family thing. Like everyone's involved, whether they want to or not. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a misnomer, you know, when you own your own business that you're kind of like, oh, business is this family is that. But um, nobody will ever care about your business as much as you. And that's because your family sacrifices and you sacrifice the most for this opportunity for other people. Oh, 100%. I have friends that own businesses and when they're empl- they're mad at their employees for not having that same passion. I, I say that all the time. I'm like, hey, they're not going to have it. It's not theirs. It's not their baby. It's, you know, right. they're there to help. But yeah, it's it's so completely true. You, you get you're kind of married to it. <laughs> you are. Yep. Yep. 
Definitely. I, I mean, I, when I was there, you guys were doing everything from shipping, phone calls. I mean, you have a great staff, but like, you, I mean, yeah. you're doing it all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Staff is always a unique thing for us because there, yes. there I mean, ha there is no pre-training like there, there isn't. And um, so it, it's hard to explain to people um, that you're starting from scratch with this. And, and although we, we do try to attract baristas or bartenders because they understand the mechanics of it, right. but really what we're hiring are the things you can't teach, which are that ability to connect, that ability to make people feel comfortable, that ability to engage with them. That's what we're really looking for is character and, and your, your personality and your energy. And that's really hard to figure out in a 30 or 45 minute interview, because I can teach anybody to put a certain amount of things into a cup. You know what I mean? Like it helps if they already have learned that, but it's still, all of those things are very different than what they've done before. So it, there is no part of this that isn't like starting from ground zero and building them up from there. So that definitely takes a lot of effort on our part for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, you had a, you have a staff there. It seemed like she had been working for a little while, but like, she was like, oh wait, I should listen. Cause I need to know this better. But she had like already that customer service where she was super kind and, you know, very outgoing, but made you feel yeah. comfortable. So um, I see that like, you want to hire someone that already has those skills, but then you're like, oh, I can teach you about, you know, the information. Right. One thing I can't teach you is a personality. I mean, you, either you got it by now or you don't. So if you're going to be able to, I mean, like what I want to make sure is one of my big things is, is like, I can't always be in the bar. And yes, obviously I have a big personality. It's a passion for me and it all comes out in, in ways. But, you know, if nobody's going to show up to the bar when I'm not around, well, then that's just not going to work because I would have to live here in order yeah. to stay afloat. Right. So it's, it's important for me to find people that have that same kind of personality and, and, and power in their, and who they are in their energy that, you know, whether it's me or it's Sadie or whoever it is like that people come in and they're just as excited to see that person as well. Well, I have a couple of quick, fun questions to ask you. Um, I always like to know a little bit more about people. Um, so if you could have dinner, either of you can answer this dinner with someone dead or alive. Who would it be and why? I was thinking about that one. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. I know it sounds a little cheesy and all that, but obviously Jesus was the first one to pop into my head, right? I mean, obviously I'm a Christian and I'm like, I could literally talk to the son of God. Like that would be awesome. But I won't lie. It's kind of a little bit of a toss up between Solomon and King David, because Solomon was the wisest man on earth. I would love to gleam a little bit of that, you know, in person. And then I kind of relate the most to King David, just kind of, you know, quite the character, but yet still found his way in God's grace and, and love. And, and I'm like, I need a lot of that for me. So like, you know, I need a lot of that, <laughs> I need a lot of that God. Yeah. I need a lot. So, you know, so, um, to answer it, obviously, I just have to go with Jesus because then I would get right to the main vein right there. But if I could talk to another person, it'd probably be King David. That's awesome. Gina? Tough question. I was about to say the same thing too. Probably Jesus. I would love to have that type of conversation, but that will that will happen one day. Um, but if if it's either Jesus or my grandmother, I think would be my two top picks. Yeah. You know, 
grandma's all exactly that's oh yeah I mean all the fun things that you can go back and like ask and think about like would be would be amazing so yeah yeah all right here's always a fun one um pet peeve biggest pet peeve I got one all right. No. You don't put your cart back at the grocery store. I don't know why it just gets under my skin. Uh, if you're, you know, if maybe somebody is, you know, el- maybe very elderly or has an injury, totally understand that. But if you got to work and legs, put it back, please. But like the thing is, the people that have, you know, disabilities or are older, and especially during the snow, they usually have someone with them or mm-hmm. they like pull up and they fill up their car with the groceries. Like, most of those in the in yeah. the parking lot right now are lazy people. Girl, yeah. I am on the same page with you. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. I see it, and I sometimes want to say something. I'm like, no, mind mind your business. But I just passively yeah. aggressive grab the cart in front of them and <laughs> just go push it behind their cars. They have to get out and move. Well, it that's what I want to do. But I'm yeah, like, be nice. Yeah, I, I am the walk, same way. Yeah, clear across the whole parking lot if I have to take it back but I just yeah I don't know it just gets under my skin especially this time of year with all this snow and ice yeah people are just leaving it everywhere I'm like oh yeah 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 uh god I have so many pet peeves but (laughs) I'll stick I'll stick with the in line of uh the public interactions with the public I think probably my biggest pet peeve um would be um uh people driving in the passing lane and like going slower than the speed limit till they get up to another person and then just kind of cruising next to them. There's a phrase for it in Indiana. It's called the Hoosier cluster F. Um, and that's basically where just people like block the lane and they just are. So, and you know, what's funny is nine times out of 10, when I finally do get around them, they're literally on their phone while they're driving. And I just, well, I just want to lose my stuff because I'm like, oh my God. So yeah, I would say I, I deal a lot of, I need a lot of grace for my road rage. Um, luckily it's never gotten too far out of hand, but boy, sometimes I have a hard time praying for certain people. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a I have a mother like that, and the stuff that comes out of her mouth when she's driving is pretty comical. <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> yep. That is awesome. Um, so we just got a little more time. Um, sure. If someone is list, okay, so you guys started a business that is completely brand new. It is not like, hey, I'm starting a coffee shop. I'm not starting a bar. You know what? what kind of advice would you give to someone that maybe is starting something brand new to the area, especially to the area? What kind of advice would you give to that person wanting to step into that, that business of a, of a new in this community? Well, the first thing I, I'm just going to let Gina start with that one. And then, and then I'll follow up with one as well. I'll say if, if it's something, let's say, you know, hypothetically like a Kava bar, I think one of the best things you can do is do your research and understand and respect the culture too because this is a cultural drink this isn't something that we just want to pour into a cup and hand out the door to make money this is an important part of uh pacific island culture and so respecting that culture is super important so if it's a business that's in line with something that is maybe kind of different um that the community may not understand much about it's definitely do your research to understand the basics of that product before even getting into the business side good yeah and it's it's, that's so on both sides, you have to kind of do your market research in a little bit, but then you also, like I said, I love that piece because I am a huge fan of the, like that culture is like 
the best. Um, and so I love that you're preserving that in like a very beautiful way. It's funny that um, because I'm such a relational, like I hug everybody in the bar. I talk to everybody like I'm just. I couldn't tell. Relational. I couldn't tell. No, couldn't tell. <laughs> um, I think I know when you came in and I didn't get to spend a whole lot of time with you. And then she was like, oh, that's Tabitha. And I was like, ah, dang it. Um, but you're busy. You're busy doing your job. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, I, I think to learn about their culture and learn how as as a culture they're so open and relational and and acceptive uh I grew up with a big family I have seven sisters and two brothers right so like we just all were like that and so like just meeting these people that live in the local area that are from that area and just how they're just like oh brada it's like home you make it feel like home you know and it's just like the best thing in the world to know that um my advice to a person wanting to start a new venture would probably just more or less be to, to understand that perseverance is the number one key in success um, in starting owning your own business. And it's you're going to have the bad days and you're going to have the good days. And there's always going to be more work than you can handle. But <clears throat> just take a deep breath and just take it one bite at a time and uh, be sure and take those those you'll have seasons that will be worse than others. But in the seasons that you can, be sure to reconnect with your family, your friends, find something that you like to do. The balance and the self-maintenance that comes with owning your own business is like the most important part because it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And so if you wear yourself out in the first year or two, you're, you're done. And it, you just will end up becoming your own anchor rather than um, helping steer the ship and power in the ship in the right direction. Oh, that's perfect advice. And I think you guys are doing it very beautifully. Um, yeah, like you said, there is times where thing, business isn't the best. And so that is a great, great reminder to be like, okay, this is where I'm going to focus more on my family. I'm going to focus more on my health, get into the gym, all these times. Like it almost is a blessing if you really look at it because yeah. those busy times, you won't get to do it as much. Yep, exactly. I love that. So I'm going to give you guys a quick little couple minutes, but let us give, pl plug your business. Let us know you got anything coming up. Um, what anyone else needs to know how to follow you, how to get a hold of you. Just let us know a little bit, you know, how do we connect? Yeah. Um, so Inland Kava Bar, um, <clears throat> we have a website. Um, you can obviously Google or email us um, anything. Um, Nathan at inlandkavabar.com or there's info at inlandkavabar.com. So pretty simple ways to get a hold of us, uh, questions, our website. There's one thing we haven't done yet, which we need to do is the about us. And, and I think that um, when talking about yourself, um, you, you ought, I want to make sure that it comes across authentic. And yeah. so like trying to hurry up through that is a little bit tough, but one day we'll get that done. And, it, and you from the website can understand why we did this, what it's about, and, and know that you're just you're coming into, um, you know, a family when you come to our bar. It's not just a customer that we want to give a drink. Like we really genuinely care about you um, and we want to be there to help you. Yeah. And your Instagram um, shout out. There's a couple of videos you have done that are really beautiful. I think Bailey <laughs> did those. Um, is it Bailey? Yeah, Bailey. Yeah, yeah, I love those guys. They're a great group of people. I I've had um, I've had them on my podcast before. Um, I love, they, they've really shown that fun atmosphere. It almost looked like everyone was drinking alcohol, the way that the fun, yeah. it was all just fun and, you yeah. know, 
music and stuff. So I love that you are, you're, you're putting the time and money into great marketing pieces as well. Yes. Our hope, our vision is, is that we're, we're able to, um, find a way to expand or move where we can open up a, a kitchen as well, um, to, in addition to the bar. Um, and that's mainly because I, I have to work out a lot because her cooking is so good. I can't <laughs> help it. And so, um, you know, she, she, uh, you know, like that gluten-free organic, um, uh, style of food that's yet still very tasty and, and has a lot of healthy properties. I think, I think we're lacking a lot of that in Coeur d'Alene. Um, yeah. Izzy's kitchen is another really good one. Comfort kitchen is a, is a good one, but you know, um, I, I think that we could use some more. And I think people who are already thinking about their health and finding healthier alternatives to their lifestyles or, or, uh, challenges they may be going through. I think that the food would also match. Plus we, we don't have any text, like real Tex-Mex up here. So um, we desperately need some. So uh, yeah, that's one thing Maybe. she can really cook well. So um, that's, that's kind of some of our hope and vision. So, you know, stay tuned, follow us on that. And, um, you know, once we have things dialed in, uh, we also plan to put, um, uh, put a bar up in Sandpoint as well. So um, we've got some pretty cool things coming down the pipe um, that we're really looking forward to uh, kind of just taking this all the way. That's go awesome. big or go home. That's my motto. I love it. Well, thank you guys so very much. All right. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thanks for listening to Keeping Tabs. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes to listen to all the great interviews. Keeping Tabs is all about people, telling the story of some amazing people we have in our community and across the world. So make sure you subscribe, like, and follow along.